It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Thursday edition Lockdown Rams, we're back at it again. We are super excited to have Derek Ciapala with us again from Rams Talk Radio. Derek, how you doing, bud? Doing great, how you doing? Oh man, I am just loving this NFL frenzy right now. There is just seems to be storylines every day. Today was officially, as we record today on a Wednesday, was officially the opening of free agency, even though the big fun part is all that tampering time in the last couple of days. Um, before we get to that, guys, make sure to go give Derek a follow on Twitter at DCAPALA. That's D-C-I-A-P-A-L-A. And at Talk Rams on Twitter as well. You can find our show uh, at Lockdown Rams on Twitter, as well as LA underscore Rambling Bear. Reach out to us, interact with us. We've always got great conversations with Derek. I'm excited to get to another one today. We're going to talk about some of those free agent frenzies. We're going to talk about the Rams and what they've got coming up with Jared Goff that we kind of teased in our last show when we were talking together. And uh, we saw Nick Foles get some big money and then just kind of moving on a little bit further on less needs comments he had uh, to the press recently. But I want to start with just the madness that is this free agency and uh, that's kicked off some trades, but overall reaction to it, I guess what's one of your biggest surprises? What are the teams that are jumping out at you that are really going in the right direction? In the right direction, I would go the Packers. They made some significant moves the other morning, really with three good defensive guys coming in there with a, with a secondary that's really been picking it up. And then also of course, Cleveland. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the easy pick right now. With what they're doing, right? Cleveland out there making moves. I really, gosh, you know, being being in Northeast Ohio, I know, you know I, I do a Rams podcast from Northeast Ohio. I know it's weird, but uh, that's where the job <laughs> takes you. Sometimes I teach in a Northeast Ohio classroom, and you know, it's a half and half split between Pittsburgh fans and Cleveland fans. Oh my gosh, do the Cleveland fans run the, run in my classroom this morning, freaking out yesterday and today. Oh, oh my gosh, it. they're on cloud nine. And, you know, also, don't let this go under the radar. Look at what Detroit's doing, picking up Trey Flowers. I just, those three, t- oh, of course, the 49ers. The 49ers stacking the line. And I know yeah. you know exactly what the 49ers are doing right now. They know that they're seeing one thing. The Rams are just like two stars go. And so you're going to trust the interior of your line to young dudes. No boom. And looks like Brian Allen right now. Okay, unless you draft somebody. And you just put your front seven right now against those Rams. That's what they're trying. That's how they're going to try. They they are banking on the Detroit strategy, the New England strategy of getting two golf and forcing them, force that offense into being one dimensional. And there you go. So those four teams right now to me are the ones that are making the most moves and they're making moves that make sense to be honest. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and you went there and threw in the Niners at the end because I was sitting here biting at the chomps to say, okay, what about the Niners? What about the Niners? Because you're right. They they did. They really built into that game plan, uh, obviously going and getting D Ford and then, you know, paying big bucks to Quan Alexander, uh, really making 
a, a push to kind of say, hey, there's there's a blueprint for what we think on how to stop this team. It's not so much what they've done in the past where it seemed like, you know, obviously they gave the big bucks to Garoppolo, which we still haven't really seen what he is yet to do out there. Um, but they're definitely putting some, you know, uh, focus onto that defense side of the ball. And then as well, obviously, um, you know, they went out and got uh, the running back from the Falcons. Uh, what's his name? It's slipping my mind right now. Coleman? Coleman. Coleman? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They gave him two years, and, you know, now they've got a crowded backfield. But again, a bunch of players that uh, in that system, kind of like the Falcons ran back when Shanahan was there, you know, they intermixed running backs at that time as well. So I think that's going to fit to help them a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, in our own division, it's starting to get a little bit tighter and uh, you mentioned the Odell Beckham, and we got to talk about it because everyone's talking about it. And I kind of pitched this last night, but I, I'm curious to kind of get your take as well. But, you know, two of the biggest top three wide receivers were traded over, you know, the weekend over the last five days in Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was actually introduced to the Raiders today, and, uh, you know, his hair's cut tight and the mustache is, is no longer blonde. He seems like he's back to, you know, business is booming and seems really focused. Uh, who do you think has a better year next year out of those two? Well, one thing on Brown, I can't let this part slide. They do show up late for it, by the way. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he showed up late. <laughs> he did. I'm going to say this oh. flat out. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham. And the reason why I go there is because he is coming in immediately to be the number one guy with an offensive support system around Baker Mayfield. Tell me, for the love of all that's good and holy, who does Derek Carr have right now, except for A.B.? Yeah, Jordy Nelson I mean, and an old man, Jordy I mean, Nelson. Oh, and everybody's favorite, Jared Cook, right? Or is he still even there? Yeah. I mean, do you even know if he's still there or not? I I, I make fun of it. He's a free agent right now, yeah. Okay, so I'm making fun of it. The, the problem with the Raiders to me is they put together this roster, this young roster, and then they gave up on it so easily and so quickly. They shipped these guys out, and now they're trying to reload. And they're reloading you know, old guys and trying to pack in some draft picks in between. But what that leaves is this empty space on the roster of skill players. Now, they may go out there and get some of these skill players come draft time. They certainly didn't give up much for, for AB. But right now, as you're looking at it, if you're going to pair the Browns roster up with the Raiders roster, what you're going to do is it doesn't, there's, there is no comparison. The Browns offensive skill players completely outmatch anything Raiders have. And you can say, well, that just means that Maker, Baker Mayfield will spread the ball around. But, you know, who's going to go to first? OBJ. Who's going to be your, your guy downfield? OBJ. And so I just see more opportunities there. I just see that with the Raiders – Defenses will cover AB more because they don't have to worry about the other guys. Who can cover the Browns? You go cover OBJ twice and you leave Landry open or Njoku's open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you look at AB, what he came from in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, he's had Juju Smith Schuster, who's really started to, you know, step up his game. Obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers think he's good enough to be a number one wide receiver, but you're right. I mean, that is a big part. You know, you got Landry on the other side. Uh, that is, you know, I don't want to say a twin of OBJ, but they, they, their game is very similar on, you know, they're, they're the guys that can, you know, take that five yard catch and take it to the house. Well, just just like Antonio Brown. Uh, but I almost want to I want to take the other side because I think a lot of people are seeing that magic being put together and all the youth and the, 
excitement and, you know, the quarterback situation, people are kind of leaning towards Baker after one year. Uh, but I think they're going to really try to get Brown the ball next year. And I think they're going to go get a guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go get a guy like Metcalf, who kind of really made a name for himself during that combine and even in, during his, his last season. But he's a big monster freak athlete with a super fast 40 time. And if I know the Raiders and their history, that just that's all them all day. So they might go and get a guy like that to try to pair up. It would be smart because, as we mentioned, their wide receiver group is eh, other than Antonio Brown falls off pretty quick. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch because, you know, there's been a lot of shakeup in those two guys. And then, you know, not to count out. And I know we're talking about these two wide receivers, but, uh, you know, how do you think Bell fits in uh, as a jet out there with a second year quarterback and, you know, out of football for a year? What, what are your expectations for him uh, coming back this season? I think it's a better fit right now than than, say, the Raiders would be for him. I think that you are put in a position where he'll, he'll be asked to carry the offense a little bit. They're building the offensive line back there, which will be great for him. The Jets were – look, the Jets were a lot more competitive than people realized last year. Right. And, you know, so to me, I like his position more. I kind of chuckle at him taking less money <laughs> to go to the Jets than what the Steelers offered. So that backfired a little bit on him. But also going back to the Raiders, and you mentioned uh, Metcalf, okay? I kind of want to throw this back at you a little bit too. You remember a guy by the name of Stephen Hill? Honestly, don't. I don't. Off the top of All my right. head. Four, okay. Drafted by the Jets in the second round. Uh, night, what, gee, 2012, a 4-3-6 40 time. Blew people <laughs> away at the at the, the combine. Remember Darius Hayward Bay? Yeah, that is a name I was Raiders? just – Yep, that's the name that I was going to go, okay, I got one for you for the Raiders because you're right. I go back and I look at Metcalf's production in college, and it doesn't match up what he's showing at the, at the combine. The combine, the guy showed every piece of athletic, you know, animalism. You know, he's right. the guy is amazing physically. It doesn't always translate to the game, and so that's what would concern me about going out there and getting Metcalf. If I'm the Raiders, I need somebody the, the here and the now who can be a producer, and we don't know that with Metcalf because he never produced those numbers consistently in college. That's what that would be my concern for him. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the funny thing about that, and the reason why I said Metcalf is because I think the Raiders and a little bit different regime right now, obviously, with the you know what they've done at GM and and then you know Gruden in his you know second year out there, but uh, they've been known to kind of bite on that, and they're going to need a guy to to also contribute on on that offense side of the ball. So you're right, maybe they go and get somebody else. It's all pretty interesting. The Jets are interesting for Bell. I mean, it is funny. I saw him. You know, I, someone had tweeted at him a long time ago and said, you know, Jets give you 60 mil come right now. And he said, no way, not enough money. And then you're right. That's he, he turns down more money. He ends up signing for that. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley gets more guaranteed money. He said that he was never going to step on a field unless he had the most guaranteed money. Uh, the, the market changed, man. And I would have really loved to see uh, Le'Veon Bell go to the Ravens. There's something about a Ravens Steelers matchup two times a year for you know, X amount of years over the next, you know, four years would have been awesome to see that rivalry just kind of go a little bit deeper. But they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay. And they ended up getting Ingram and Earl Thomas together for about that price. So they got two players instead of one. I don't blame them there and, and a good back in Ingram. So uh, but I, I just love this time of year. It's, it's a bunch of fun. Uh, we got more to get to because we want to kind of flip it over, talk about some quarterback stuff here. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, get a couple words from some sponsors. We'll be back on the other side. Derek and Bear right after this. I am a giant. 
The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyra Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, your host, Bear Motter, with Derek Ciapala. We are kind of breaking down this free agency because every day there's a new story. Something's coming out. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. We finally saw... Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars move on from Blake Bortles. They released him, and that was due to the fact of giving Nick Foles, I believe it was $88 million, $50 million guaranteed incentives that he's got to get him up over $100 million. Me and you talked last time about what are the Rams going to do with Jared Goff? You know, we're seeing money like this, and to me, I'm shocked. And, you know, we had a little brief conversation on Twitter. I was shocked about the amount of money that Nick Foles is getting. And, you know, you kind of said, hey, it's franchise quarterback. That's the franchise money. I guess my thing is really I don't believe in him as a franchise quarterback, but someone does. Someone paid him. But this money's getting up. It's going north and north. And every year it's going to get bigger and bigger. Uh, and the the next big debate for our Rams as far as extensions and money, I mean, we paid all a lot of the offensive guys. Uh, we've locked up A.D., the next really big contract we're going to have to look at, it's Jared Goff. Uh, how do you think Nick Foles' money and some of these guys is going to affect Goff? Is it better to do it now, or do we extend him and, and pick up his fifth-year option and, and delay this? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think you have to delay it at this point. I mean, just because the way it's panning out in terms of contracts, we're already seeing a talent bleed from the roster, having to let some of these older guys go. You, you, you didn't really want – we didn't want to see all these guys go yet. I mean, who wanted to see Sue go just yet? You have nobody in the middle. You're probably going to move Brockers back into the middle unless they draft some you know, draft somebody. The inside the linebackers, you got to trust that to probably Michael Kaiser on the edge. You have Dante Fowler there and, and Ebicom. 
you have seven corners. Is it six or seven corners? I think they'll be gone after next year unless you re-sign some people. So I'm really concerned about how this cap is shaking out. Fortunately, the front office is, is very good at this stuff. It, it, they've always been good at playing with numbers. But we are seeing some talent bleed. And that's I think what's going to happen is as we see teams focusing on young quarterbacks and taking advantage of that rookie deal, we are going we are going to start seeing actually a slowing down of quarterback salaries. And this is what I mean. Okay. Right now, number one in the league for next year at $33.5 million is Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Tell me how on earth you are going to field a well-rounded football team when one-sixth of your salary cap is going to one man. Yeah. Okay. You can't do this forever. Matt Ryan, 30 mil. Kirk Cousins, 28 mil. If the Rams do this, and they will, by the way, they're going to go th- – we're going to see Jared Goff making 30, 30 mil, okay? I really believe it's going to happen. But is it wise? And the answer is probably not. But they're going to have to do it anyways. Yeah. So I think at some point it's going to take people – you know, Tom Brady's making 15 a year, okay? That's a great and deal. <laughs> that's a great deal. But he cared more – at some point you have to ask yourself, when are you making enough money? Yes. And these guys are thinking, well, I, I only have so long to play. I only have so long to do this. At some point, I think these teams, these coaching staffs, have to get these guys realizing, listen, do you want to compete long-term or do you want to be like Joe Flacco in Baltimore? Once he signed that big deal, that team was just average. They're Let's stuck. just be honest. Baltimore they has stuck. been stuck in neutral yeah. since that Super Bowl. They got the Super Bowl, yay, and they've been stuck in neutral ever since. You can go down the line. Eli Manning at 14th in the league at 21 mil. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't won a Super Bowl in years. Russell Wilson won one. You're looking at this whole entire top 10. This top 10, look at Aaron Rodgers has won one. Am I right? Yeah. Matt Ryan, zero. Kirk Cousins, zero. Jimmy Garoppolo, zero. Matt Stafford, zero. Derek Carr, zero. Drew Brees, one, one. Andrew Luck, zero. Alex Smith, zero. Joe Flacco, one. And that was after its expansion. And that um, was the defense. defense. No. <laughs> okay. That was the defense. And a blown coverage in, in Denver. So, yeah. So I look at that and I go, you know, when are these teams going to realize that you have to start pushing back on these quarterback salaries? Not that you don't want these guys making money, but what is enough going to be enough? And this is my concern with the Aaron Donald contract, because when you start locking these people in, and, they're, and look, they're worth the money. No one's saying they're not worth the money. The question is not whether whether or not you you're worth the money. The question is whether or not it's better for your team long term. And I think sooner or later we're going to start seeing a slowdown in these salaries and some pushback because teams are going have to realize if they want to win long term, there needs to be more balance in their salary cap. And you mentioned Nick Foles. Nick Foles at twenty two mil, he's eleventh in the league as for a starter right now. And this is this is kind of my point with him was. Yeah, you know, it to me is he worth twenty two mil? Probably not. But if you look at where he slots in with quarterbacks, it's actually not a bad deal. You're going to see our guy get close to thirty, maybe more. When you know, when if Andrew Luck is going to be fine and gets an extension, he's going to be over thirty. So I just don't see how it's not worth it if you are in the Jag shoes at twenty two mil. I would I would be freaking thrilled. 
<laughs> if I I would do I'm a I'm a big boy and I would do full you know somersault flips you name it if the Rams could get Jared Goff at 22 mil. Yeah, I I totally agree with that, and I think I think that comes down to it is you look at the price and you hear 22 mil for a quarterback and you're thinking, man, that's pretty awesome, and then you tell me it's Nick Foles and that's a great deal, and I and that's where I, I'm still struggling with it. But you're right, you gotta you gotta fit in the market somewhere, especially with the Jags as you're trying to continue to build uh, a team around them. But you're I, I also agree with there's got to be some agreement here and that, and almost in a sense with the player and the organization uh, it starts with the organization saying, Hey, we're not going to go pay a crazy money like that and hamper the rest of our team. We're also going to need other organizations around the league to, to kind of buy into that because the problem is then you get a team like the jets or the Browns or, you know, the Colts, these guys that have massive amount of money, uh, all those guys with quarterbacks right now. And that's going to be a different team when this all comes up, but that's going to go, well, we'll pay you that. Or we're going to say we're going to pay you this because we know the Rams aren't going to let you go. and We're going to drive that price up because it's now market competition. Uh, so it's almost like the, the league and the owners are playing this game against themselves. And the players are also sitting there going, well, I know someone else is going to be stupid enough to give me that money. I'm going to start to get there. So it does take a player like Tom Brady to come in and go, look, man, I've, I am – I'm plenty well off right now. Let me take a little bit more of a friendly deal. And I know it's easy for me and you to sit here and say, take a friendly deal because, you know, we're not sitting here counting millions of dollars. But uh, to, if you want, if you're here for rings and, you got, and you're looking around and if you're Jared Goff and you're looking around your team and you see how else is this is being put together and you see how creative Les Snead is, then you're going to have to do something like that and meet them in the middle and say, hey, this is the organization I want to be with. I don't want to hamper you. I know we've got... AD on the other side. I know we got Todd Gurley getting big bucks and we'll see how long that plays out. Obviously he's got a certain amount of guarantee that he's going to get. And you know, all this arthritis talk, we'll have to wait and see what that's all about, but he's going to be around for a while. Uh, so it, it, it will be interesting to see what Jared Goff's mindset is. Cause he's saying all the right things. He has that mild manner personality that seems like it would fit into that mold. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you got an agent in your ear saying, Hey man, this is this is not only for you. It's for your family and your family's family, and you can get an extra twenty mil. We need to push for that, and then that's where it comes in. How can they sit down and agree? But you're right; it I, it has to be the organization stepping and going. Man, I can't give you know thirty, thirty-five million as these numbers keep going up. And you look at those teams. You said some really good examples. Matt Ryan's another one. You know, they gave him that big bucks, and they had their run. And then their run kind of died out. And now you're seeing pieces starting to go because the money's just not there anymore. Uh, and, and that's the thing is you get a couple couple year run at it with with that big bucks. And then all of a sudden, as people start getting paid, uh, you know, can you continue to put it together in that top level? And that's the question that I guess is still yet to be seen. But it, it is it's it's well, going to yeah. be fun to kind of watch what they do with Jared Goff in the next year, offseason, next offseason. Well, the thing is, this people take that man i cannot believe i mean i i have my personal you know animus towards the patriots i mean who doesn't if you're not a patriots fan okay right. but people don't realize that tom brady's been taking a pay cut for years mm -hmm. okay there's a reason why the patriots have won what six titles with, Bar with brady now it's because yeah, they have managed that salary cap like freaking experts and you've had a quarterback who said you know what I'm going to make my money. And he is. He's making 15 mil. That's not chump change, okay? But he's not breaking his team. It's going to take people like that for franchises to emulate. If you want to win titles, you have to, in a way, 
I guess, implement the Patriot way. It has to be because 30, my gosh, Aaron Rodgers is $33 million up there in the salary cap. That literally is what? That is one-sixth of the Packers' salary cap for one man. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't work. And people wonder why the Packers have struggled all these years. Well, your depth has been an issue on the offensive line, on the defensive line, at running back, at wide receiver. You have to rely on young people, young players, and hope these guys work out. Why? Because you can't pay anybody. Yeah. This is the first time they've actually been pretty aggressive in the free agent market. I mean, when they were starting to pick up players, I'm thinking, what, the Packers? Like, the Packers are busy spending money right now? But but you're right. They're finally in the game because they realize, okay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is getting beat up, both on, like you said, the, that offense line getting beat up. And then, you know, he's got to score well, 30 points to stay in the game. Well, they're, they're also in the game now because he's, he's towards the end. Right. And they know they're not going to sign him to a six, seven year extension. So they can start paying people long term now. Okay. If you are Jared Goff and the Rams, that's not going to happen. Right, younger, he's going to get the bigger bucks and and have a have that big contract. No, you're you're totally right. Well, that's that is going to be a debate to continue because that that is that's fun. There's so many ways Les Snead can do it, and he's been pretty good at doing it so far. So we'll have to see what he's got under his hat and how he can work with these guys. But what we're going to do is we're going to step aside. We're going to get a quick break from some of our sponsors. We'll be right back on the other side. Locked on Rams Thursday, right after this. All right, Rants Nation, third and final segment. We have got Derek, we've got Bear. We're talking over all things uh, free agency right now. We're looking ahead to the future. We're talking money. We're trying to see how it all fits together. And as we start to talk about that, um, you know, we saw that the Rams went and actually put out their uh, free agent tenders and and put into this uh, Corey Littleton, Malcolm Brown, Blake Counts, uh, Troy Hill, Morgan Fox, Kadera Hodge, JoJo Nats, and a few other guys. Uh, that they put some tenders on that are, keep those guys around for now. Uh, but that's going to eat up some money. The Rams cap space is down after that and potentially signing some of those rookies to about five mil right now is what roughly what we got left. And we still need some pieces, right? Les Snead was talking on Tuesday about the running back, the backup running back position. He said, basically, they're really only interested in CJ at this point. And if not, they are just going to go back to Malcolm Brown and that's going to be kind of the answer there. CJ on his Twitter kind of was pretty active last night, kind of responding to people and said that he hasn't heard an offer from the Rams. He hasn't heard an offer from anybody yet. Uh, I love CJ, but he gets caught in his feelings a little bit. He's pretty open and honest on Twitter. Uh, he's got a big chip on his shoulder. We heard, we saw it in all the interviews throughout the time in the Rams and uh, people doubting him and him you know, sticking up for himself, which is very true. But uh, he seems a little bitter about this so far, and it's maybe reading into Twitter stuff, but uh, me and you agree that we'd like to see CJ back. I don't know if he's going to want more money. Uh, we, we talked about how Bell's contract kind of brought the market down. You look at Ingram's contract, kind of brought the market down, especially for a guy like CJ. Um, do you see CJ coming back after all this noise right now with Les Snead's comments and you know the, the tender of Malcolm Brown and and – kind of how they're looking to move forward. Yeah, I do. I I don't think, you know, these guys know who CJ Anderson is and 
honestly, if I'm a head coach, I'm a GM, I want that kind of passion on my team. This guy loves football. He wants to play. It's important to him. You know because of that, when he gets on the football field, he's going to be out there going hardcore. That's what he did for us. So I don't think that's even a consideration. I think what's really happening behind the scenes is they're watching a little bit. They're watching what's going on with guys they want to keep. Sue, maybe even Barron. And they're trying to prioritize the who's yeah. and the what's and what's going on. Because, you know, they say, well, Sue's probably too expensive for us. But you know what? If Sue decides he's like his options, because the 49ers, for example, were an option. Right. They're not anymore. Right? Okay. And he thinks, you know what? I've, you know what? I'm 32. Let me go talk to the Rams. And the Rams think, well, let me go see who can renegotiate. The Rams are always, I keep saying it, I keep saying it. When it comes down to contracts, they always find a way to get money. They never fail. Even during the Fisher days. <laughs> dun, 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 Fisher. Earmuffs. I mean, they've always found, they always find a way. So I look at that and go, I think they're waiting on some of the market to sell. So if I'm CJ, I'm waiting. I'm just kind of biding my time. Someone's in a call, and it, it will probably be the Rams, Okay. Do I trust Malcolm Brown to be my backup? No, I don't. Mm. Not because he doesn't have the ability. I think Malcolm Brown can be a star in this league. If healthy, that's yeah. the big if. He does not stay healthy. C.J. Anderson, he's pretty healthy. Yeah. He's pretty healthy. So, and I think they can get him very affordable at this point. I'm, you know, you, uh, two million. If that, I think, I think they're just going to, you know, be patient, C.J., because I think that that's, that's coming they just want to see about defensive fits, guys like Sue doing to move money around. You notice when they talk about Brockers with Brockers, they're not going to release him. They're not well. No one said anything about renegotiating though. And he didn't say anything about that. It would be nice if he trying to free up some money. He's a captain. Uh, that would be a very captain thing to do <laughs> to come as and come and say, "Hey, look, you know, we've got a couple pieces. I'd like to see Sue back. I'd like to see CJ back." Hey, you know, why don't we do a, you know, they, they can get creative. It can turn into a signing bonus. They can push it back. They can do a lot of things there. You're right. Renegotiation there for a guy that's got a big number uh, that's kind of sitting out there right now would be, would be awesome to see in whether that is something that a player says or, you know, Les Snead makes a phone call and tries to get that going. But uh, I, I like, I like your look at it and it kind of now makes you feel a little bit better because you're right. I think they are now buying time to see what guys like Sue. And as this market is, you know, big money was spent early. Uh, a lot of those guys, especially in the safety position, went out and got a lot of big bucks. Uh, some of these big running backs, the wide receivers going and demanding new contracts like Antonio Brown when he got there. The Raiders are very cash poor right now. Uh, obviously, they still got Joiner to a four-year contract, but again, spread that out a little bit more. Uh, it, it will be kind of fun to see if Sue looks and sees, like he said, like if he's like looking at it and he's like, well, I can get money, but I don't want to, I don't want to play for the jets or I don't want to go here or, you know, they're going to just the, the setup, right? What was comfortable for him? Maybe he does come back. Uh, another guy that, that Snead kind of mentioned today, I think it was today or yesterday, uh, was talking about potentially bringing Mark Barron back uh, on a friendlier deal. And that was kind of the point of releasing him, uh, getting away from some of that money that he was going to cost this year, and then kind of let him go see, just like we just talked about with Sue. See what's out there, see where his fit is, see what his, his real value is. And if he wants to maybe then look back at the Rams and go, well, my value's this, but this team has got something, and I want to come back for that. Would you welcome back Mark Barron with open arms? If they have a set role for him, 
And I mean, like, he's not a middle linebacker, okay? To me, he's a guy He's going to be a linebacker safety hybrid who will rush the quarterback from the edge. He's not going to be a guy you want playing middle linebacker. And that's what they try to do with him. And that's why he was ranked 90th by PFF this year. Yep. The role he had him in was not a fit. It just was not a fit. He was a better fit when the team was in a 4-3 because you can play a little more towards the sideline. So that's what it really depends on for me. Can you get him in a role that fits? You know, the guy's a leader. He's well-liked among the players. I Would I would I rather have CJ there or Barron? Probably CJ. But, you know, th- that defense is going to have potentially one second-year start on the defensive line if it stays how it is now. You're going to have probably Kaiser in the middle at, at middle linebacker or someone else they draft, okay? You're going to have a nut job at corner by the name of Marcus Peter. <laughs> and, okay, so there is a lot of leadership there, but you need some stability as well in personalities, and that's what Mark Barron brings. So the more stability you can bring out there, I can I can see why they'd want to bring him back. The guy's a team player. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what they're kind of banking on, right? You know, kind of going into the – the, the team player mindset and let him go save that money and let him figure out where the best option is. And if you come back, like you said, it's a new role, you know, it, you're not going to hand over that position again because it wasn't really successful. And unless he went on to talk about how it wasn't extremely fair of how injured he was and that he finally got healthy and that they started to see kind of a arrow up in the, the end of the season when he was, was healthy and that he's really curious about what he can produce in a, in a full-on healthy season. Uh, you know, we, he missed the first four games due to injury, but I'm with you. If you bring him back, uh, you know, plug him in, find a good spot for him, move him around a little bit. I loved him at safety. Uh, he, he did some great things. I think he's got some great speed, but yeah, again, I don't know if his exact role coming back would be exciting to me, but if the way that you pitched it as far as coming back in a, in a new role, uh, fitting into this defense, then I'd be all for it. Cause you're right. He's a great team player. He still has got some play in him. I mean, I think he's, he's, you know, can be better in coverage uh, and, you know, cleaning up some of that tackling, but you're right. Uh, someone that's of interest depending on the price tag, but uh, all three of those guys, we just named Sue Baron CJ, they're going to have to make some decisions and they're going to want to be back because, you know, we talked about that money. Uh, we don't have a ton of it. Right, maybe CJ is probably the only guy that could fit in with probably about where his evaluations at. But uh, the other guys are going to have to want to be back, so uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. It's gonna it's gonna be something that is ongoing. I thought we were going to be a little bit more things happening for the Rams today, but I, I understand we we did a lot of our business even before this started. So um, you know now it's kind of getting ready for the draft, figuring out who else is going to linger around on that free agent market and, and go from there, but still really excited about this team and, and everything they have. Uh, I, I love this conversation today. It was a bunch of fun guys. Don't forget to go give Derek a follow. It's at DC Apala C I a P a L a also at talk Rams. They are putting up amazing content all the time podcasts left and right. You guys always have great guests on uh, and I appreciate you taking the time and coming and talking with us. We'll look forward to our next conversation next week. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have that uh, continue uh, next week. Sure. Hey, hey, can I hawk my shirt while I'm at it? Yeah, get in there. <laughs> so <laughs> I, had, I had to throw in there. Yeah. So, folks, listen, uh, Rams Talk is doing a – we did a T-shirt to kind of celebrate the team's history. It's what we do. Um, it's to help support our podcast and also support the site because 
Lord knows we need it. So anyways, just check it out. The link's there if you want to buy it. Great. If not, you know, we still love you. So there you go. That was it. That was it. He let me hawk my shirt. I appreciate All it. All right. Uh, no worries. No worries. Get, can I get a little visual representation of what this looks like? What What do you got going? Uh, well, what it is, it's, it's the Rams Talk logo. But our designer put all the diff- these different names and years and events into the frame of the logo on the front of You know what? I did. I saw that online and now it's clicking. That's why I asked you because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Those, those things are sweet looking. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, tag me in the next time you post one of those. I'll retweet it and get it out to everybody. Uh, anytime you can get some more Ram swag, is, I'm always down for that because, to be honest, uh, looking around NFL shop and everything else, Rams need some more uh, swag out there because some of the options are pretty rough. So go check out the T-shirt. We'll see. I'm being careful with that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm seriously being careful. I don't want the Rams coming after me saying trademark. No, 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 no. We're not trying to take your money, man. We're not trying. This is <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So be careful with that. We want them just to you know. This is more about supporting awesome. what we do and and uh, you know what we what Rams talk is always done is we've always paid homage to the history it's a big deal for me personally as a history teacher so you know this is just my way of doing that and hopefully find a way to support our podcast our website all right at talk Rams go check it out Uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to Derek next week and until next time Rams Nation you know what it is peace Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.